Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Most Pleasant Exhaustion Podcast brought to you by Blue Pineapple Travel and ITL Coaching and Performance. This is George. Patrick and I appreciate your downloading us once again. Wanted to let you know that you can always reach out to us at george at itlcoaching.com, patrick at itlcoaching.com. This week, we're going to be talking a little bit about some of our favorite races and some races that we still want to do. Uh, If you've done some of these races, if you have other favorites, something like that, drop us a line, let us know. You can send one more generally to the podcast at pleasantpodcast at gml.com, or you can also find us on Facebook or on Twitter. Uh, We'd love to hear from you there as well. On with the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome back once again to the Most Pleasant Exhaustion Podcast, brought to you by Blue Pineapple Travel and ITO Coaching and Performance. My name is George Darden. I'm an endurance athlete and coach here in Atlanta, Georgia. And I'm Patrick Ollinger, also an endurance coach and athlete here in Atlanta, Georgia. We appreciate your being back with us. It is topic week here on the Most Pleasant Exhaustion podcast. And Patrick, this was uh, your topic choice. Tell us about it. Yeah, so this week we're just going to talk about our favorite races. Uh, we talk a lot about training and about improving efficiency and about you know how to kind of you know make training easier or more efficient. But sometimes we forget to talk about the very reason we do this, and that's right. racing. Right. And and how much we enjoy racing, how much we enjoy you know, showing up to a starting line and the anticipation of being at a race and the feeling you have when you finally cross the finish line and, and you know, sharing camaraderie with the other people you ran with or raced with or trained with. So this is just kind of a fun way to kind of look back on a, you know, a, a fun year and, and all the different um, races on the calendar this past year and to kind of look forward at, you know, at, at the year coming up. A lot of folks ran their marathon in October or November, and now this is a chance to kind of talk about our favorite races throughout the year so that people can start to get an idea of what they might want to run in the right upcoming on. year. You know, yeah. For a lot of runners, December and November is when you kind of reflect back on the previous year and, and make plans for the future year. Right on. And, you know, it's, it's good, too, because I feel like I, over the course of the past couple of years, I feel like I have really begun to, to choose races based more on the race that I want to do. Yeah. Right. Um, and and not that I haven't ever done a whole bunch of races in the past that I didn't want to do, but but maybe they were chosen for me or maybe if I had a particular goal, the goal was influencing my race choice and things like that. Right. Um, whereas I feel like now the the when I'm thinking about, OK, what race do I want to run? I'm thinking about, OK, well, the race I want to run, I've heard this is fun and I've heard this is festive. Let me go do this. Um, I'm signed up for the Flying Pig Marathon next May. Um, and that is based entirely around the fact that I've heard it's a fun race. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking forward to going to Cincinnati of all places and doing doing this race, and I, and I think that's fun. Um, I've also mentioned before, I mentioned this to several people, I know you know this, Patrick, that um, I resolved at the beginning of 2017 that I wasn't going to do any repeat races in 2017 just to kind of see what more is out there and, and that sort of thing. I kept that up throughout 2018, and I have really no plans to, to stop doing that in 2019. Um, there's yeah. a really popular trail race that that uh, registration went on uh, went out recently, and everybody's like, "Are you, you going to sign up for that race?" I said, "I did that race in 2017. I'm good. <laughs> um, it was fun. It's a great race, the Red Top Rumble. Um, but but I've done it, and now I want to spend my time and my money and doing my my effort doing some other races. Um, so we're going to talk about favorite local races. We're going to talk about kind of favorite not so local races or favorite large races, and then we're actually going to wrap up with some races that we both want to do, right? 
um, the kind, That's of, right. kind of on our radar here. So very good. You want to go first? Sure. So we're going to start off with our favorite, you know, local Atlanta area races, which by the way, you inspired me with your goal of not running the same race twice. I'm going to have a, a kind of similar goal in 2019 to keep most of my races local outside right on. of Boston. Yeah. Um, There's so many great local races. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, you know, I enjoy kind of meeting, you know, runners in the Atlanta area. And so that kind of feeds into that. So, mm-hmm. um, we'll start with our favorite Atlanta area races. And I'll start with, uh, you know, the, my, probably my favorite race in the Atlanta area. It's not too well known at this point, but I think it is growing in popularity. And that is the Monday Night Brewing Company 10 miler. Right on. Um, we had Tess on, you know, who's the race organizer for this race. Uh, you know, in an earlier podcast episode. And to me, it is one of the best races in Atlanta. I actually just signed up a coworker to run the race mm-hmm. earlier this week because she mm-hmm. just moved here to Atlanta and wanted to know what races to run. Mm-hmm. And to me, it is my favorite race in Atlanta because it's a tough course. It's in December, so it's mm-hmm. going to be cold. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be, uh, you know, an, an easy race by any stretch. But after kind of pushing yourself and really testing yourself, you end at the Monday Night Brewing Company Brewery, which mm-hmm. is one of the you know local breweries here in Atlanta that right. a lot of people know and love. And they give you a glass and, and a few tickets for beer and a warm, you know, social area mm-hmm. with with heating. Right. And so you run the race for you know the ten milers or the the I believe there's also a ten k, and then you get to meet other runners for as long as you want. Right. I mean, people tend to stick around for a while and really. Um, you know, kind of network and, and talk to other runners about their training, about the races they're doing, and, you know, what their, their journey has been to, to that point forward. And so that's always been my favorite race. Uh, fun fact, that is actually where I met one Chris Nasser, who introduced me to ITL. <laughs> um, right on. And because we had that social environment where you could finish and then hang out and talk to people, right. that's how I got to know him. That's how we got to, to meet and, and trade contact info and then... Um, you know, I can become a part of this group. So, you know, that, that race always holds a kind of a special place in my heart because it is the race where you, you really do get a chance to, to meet other runners and stick around and um, really kind of share in the experience with others. Right on. And, you know, when we talked to Tess, she talked about that's her whole thing. Yes. Um, that she tries to create races in places where where people hang out afterwards, whether it's mm-hmm. a Top Golf 5K or, or a Monday Night Brewing 10 Milers, that sort of thing. Yeah, I... You know, full disclosure, I probably advised Chris not to run that race. So, you know, I was clearly wrong that time. Uh, so I'm glad that y'all met there. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I have coached Chris for the last few years, and I'm always trying to, to rein him in when it comes to his race schedule. Um, but, uh, but you know, I, I think that's interesting for a couple of reasons. Um, uh, just to kind of, I, I haven't done the Monday Night 10-Miler. Ten, ten and, and the reason, and I've always wanted to, my problem is the fact that it's in December, and I'm always kind of like in recovery mode in December. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, like I did a big marathon a couple of weeks before or something like that. Um, and so, so I'm always kind of in recovery mode. So I've, I've never actually been able to do it there, even though I, I do think it looks fun. I've done a brewery race. I did the red hair 5k here in Marietta, um, uh, a couple of years ago in 2017. And it was, it was a fine race, but I, I think it would have a different feel if it was a 10 miler. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Um, because there was a lot of people walking in the 5K, you know, and and, and you kind of walk and you, you you push a stroller and then you go have you know a couple of beers. It'd, it'd be a different the, the the nature of the conversation would be different if everybody just done 10 miles, you know. Um, so I, yeah, I think that would be cool. Yeah, um, it, it's a very interesting mix of people because 
it's not like a Boston where you have to qualify. Mm-hmm. However, if you're running 10 miles, you're someone who's really trained. For yeah, it. you had to train. And, and that's kind of what I mean. I was not trying to anyway put down 5K, people who walk 5Ks. Yeah. I think it's great. But but yeah, I mean, you have to put in a lot of time to prepare yourself for a 10-mile race. My sister, by the way, um, uh, has said that she really likes the 10-mile distance. Mm-hmm. That's her favorite distance because... Uh, at the speed at which she runs, she has to use nutrition. She has to use gels for a half marathon. But a 10-miler is just long enough to where, yeah, you have to train for it. Yeah, it's motivating. Yeah, it takes a major effort. But it's not so long that she has to have to fuel. Yep. Um, and, and I appreciate that. I've only, in my life, I've run one 10-mile race. Um, and it was back in 1996. And it was the Army 10-miler, which was massive. So fortunately, I ran well, so I have a pretty good 10-mile 10, 10 PR. But anyway. And I would actually agree with your sister. And the 10-miler is probably my favorite distance. Yeah. Because there, I mean, I don't even know how to explain it, but it, it feels like the longest race you can do where you're racing from mile one mm-hmm. all the way through the, yeah. from start to finish. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, you're, 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 not, you're not really holding back. Right. Yeah, 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 that's a good point. Um, very good. Um, all right, so so one of my uh, favorite local races, and it was funny, as as I realized as we, we were preparing for this, a lot of my favorites are longer races, mm-hmm. and I don't know why that is. Um, and I, I have to think about that a little bit more. <laughs> um, but but anyway, may, may, maybe it'll come to me as we're talking about it through, through the course of this conversation. But um, so one of my favorite local races is uh, the Publix Half Marathon. Um, and that takes place in March right there around St. Patrick's Day. Um, uh, it's it's uh, paired with the Atlanta Marathon, uh, what is now going to be called the Atlanta Marathon. Um, and uh, uh, it's just a good race. Um, it comes at a time of year um, that uh, a lot of different people do it. Um, and so I, I've always kind of, not always, I've, I've more recently in my life had one foot in the triathlon community and one foot in the running community. Um, and a lot of triathletes and a lot of runners run that race. Um, it's not like a race that only attracts runners or a race that only attracts triathletes. And there are races out there like that, um, obviously. Um, but, but it's a real wide cross-section of the Atlanta endurance community in general. Um, based on when it falls in the year and, and the distance that's involved with it as well. Um, I also like it for a reason that I'll come back to in a, a couple of times throughout the course of this podcast, is that the course, it's an Atlanta course. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you, you start and finish in downtown Atlanta in Centennial Olympic Park. And you run around downtown Atlanta. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, so many races, there you end up running in all these sort of obscure spots, or you kind of get away from the center of town, or something like that. Um, and and those, to me, are not good races. If you're going to run the Atlanta Marathon, it should be a marathon around. Wait for it, Atlanta. You know, um, the New York City Marathon. The the well, I'm I'm getting ahead of myself here, but. Um, Iron Man New York. A few years ago, they had Iron Man New York, and and people sign up for you know Iron Man New York. It was Iron Man New Jersey. I mean, you know, they they they, they couldn't they couldn't put an Iron Man in the city of New York, and so it was largely on highways in New Jersey. New Jersey. Well, you know what Frank Sinatra always said: New Jersey is pretty much the same as New York City. Oh wait, no, he never said that. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering where you were going with that one. Um, uh, you know, the Charleston Marathon. I've heard people say really not great things about the Charleston Marathon mm-hmm. because because the half marathon is great. You run around Charleston, um, and then but the marathon they have to find thirteen more miles, and so they just run you out and back on this highway. It's mm-hmm. like that's not really a whole lot of fun. 
right? Um, if you, you, you sign up for the Charleston Marathon, you want to run a marathon in Charleston, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so, yeah. So, anyway, back to the public's half. Between the fact that it gets such a good cross-section of the endurance community and the fact that it's such a good showcase of, of the Atlanta uh, of the city of Atlanta, I, I I think it's a great race. Yeah, and and I'll add to that too because it's definitely one of my favorites as as well. There's something kind of magical about the fact that you start, it's dark outside because mm. it's still the winter time. Yeah. So all the city's lit up. Mm-hmm. You know, there's all the lights around Centennial Olympic Park. All the skyscrapers are lit up, and then you run, and right about the time you're 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 crossing over the highway is when the sun starts coming up. Yeah. And so it's pretty cool. You see the sunrise coming up over the city, mm-hmm. and then you finish, and it's light outside. Mm-hmm. I mean, the whole kind of experience just feels, it, it, it almost feels like um, it's very connected to your training because as a lot of listeners know, a lot of our training is done in the dark, especially yeah. in the wintertime. Yeah. Um, so that kind of, I think, does add to it that mm. you start off in the dark, you see the sunrise come up, and then you finish, and the sun's up. Yeah. Yeah, and you're and you're getting to run on roads where you train on the sidewalk. Yeah, do you know what I'm saying? I, I I've always thought that's kind of cool too. Mm-hmm. That that when you're thinking about local races, um, you actually get to run down the middle of the street mm-hmm. in a place where you normally have to stay on the sidewalk. Yeah, I think that's super fun. Um, um, yeah, very good. What's another one for you? Okay, so my second one, uh, the Peachtree Road Race. Mm-hmm. Um, it is obviously the most popular race here in the Atlanta area. And that's probably the reason I like it so much because it has always been. So I think I first ran my first Peachtree in like 2003 or so, and you know, ever since I was a high school running runner doing Peachtree, it was always the one race where I could run the race and then go to a barbecue or cookout or whatever Fourth of July get together we had for that weekend in in the neighborhood or you know among my social group. It was the one race where people said, "Hey, I now understand what it's like to be a runner." <laughs> You know, they were like, oh, I understand what you mean when you say your feet hurt at the end of a race. Or like, I get what this soreness feels like now when I'm trying to get out of my chair and grab another hamburger or something. <laughs> um, and it's 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 kind of nice to have that camaraderie with people who aren't normally runners. Mm-hmm. And you can then talk, it, it really is kind of a gateway into talking about why you love it so much and kind of that feeling you get when you cross the finish line and the sense of pride you feel almost even in that soreness. Like, hey, I earned this, this soreness or this kind of um pain that i'm in right now and so that's probably what i love most about it's just this it is the one race that that makes runners out of the entire city i shouldn't say the entire city but a a huge portion of the city and even people that don't run but that that come and watch i mean it's a huge event i mean you know not just for for people who aren't generally runners running but also for people who come out and it's the only time they ever see what a race looks like or feels like so that to me is why I enjoy it the most. And of course you end at P- beautiful Piedmont Park and it's it's really is almost like a yearly high school reunion for me because <laughs> all of my high school running friends, we all meet up and you know at the same balloon every year and and, and catch up and find out how everybody's doing. Um so that's why I enjoy it the most. It really is it's 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 almost the best social event in the city for me and for for runners. Yeah. Yeah. I have and we've talked about this a little bit before on this podcast, I believe. I actually have a, a newfound appreciation for the the Peachtree Road Race, and it, it was grudging, and it took a few years for me to transition in my thinking uh-huh. for it. I mean, I've run it a dozen times. I've I've run it a whole lot, but but I always really kind of took issue with it um, because people kind of you know related to what you just described, people would only 
really understand running to the degree that, that it involved the Peachtree Road Race. And that always sort of drove me a little bit insane. Right. And so, so when, I, when I was in college, for example, you know, and I'm running hard, I'm doing all these 5,000s and 10,000s on the track and had some success there, um, people would say, oh, you're a runner. Have you run the Peachtree Road Race? I'm like, yeah, but you realize I run a whole lot faster and a whole lot better than that at the ACC Championships or something, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? And so, so I, was, I was like, it's not my most important race of the year. Um, and so it used to kind of drive me a little bit crazy like that. Um, you know, I, I think I've told you one time before, my wife was training for an Ironman, um, Ironman St. George, which is no longer around. And she had, she had just had this like 13 or 14 hour training day. I mean, this super long bike ride followed by a super long run. You know, it's made, and she was running through um, one of her friend's neighborhoods at the tail end of this. And, and some people were out walking their dog and they saw my wife and her training partners running. They said, oh, are y'all training for the peach tree? No, (laughs) there are other races out there, you know, but, but that being said, I, I, I have a newfound appreciation for the peach tree. Um, I've, I've kind of let go of some of my my resentment, Mm -hmm. uh, frankly, of the peach tree and and the way that I felt like it sucked up all the oxygen in the room, Mm -hmm. uh, when it came to endurance sports, um, in large part, because I, I've seen, um, that it is a good communal event. Um, and that it does mean a lot for the community at large. I told the story, uh, on this podcast before about the, the guy who standing out in front of the Shepherd Center took his first steps in more than 50 days um, after having been injured um, because he was inspired by watching all the Peachtree Road Race runners and walkers go by. Um, I think that's super important. I think that's great. And I have, a, I have an appreciation for that. So glad you mentioned it. Mm-hmm. Glad you mentioned it. All right, what's next for you? What's um, your number two? Number two for me, or next for me, is the Athens Half Marathon. Uh, the Ath Half, they call it. Mm-hmm. Um, and a uh, race that uh, that you ran a couple weeks ago, a uh, race that I ran back in 2016. Um, and, and frankly, it's for, for a lot of the same reasons that I like the, 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 that we talked about with the public Half. It feels like Athens, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, and I should also mention, Athens, Georgia and Atlanta, Georgia are hilly places. And so anybody who complains that, oh, I don't like those races because they're hilly, that's actually kind of one of the reasons why I do like them. If you're going to run a race in Atlanta, Georgia, and it's called the Atlanta Marathon or the Atlanta Half Marathon, you should expect it to be hilly because Atlanta is a hilly place. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so Athens is a hilly place, and that's a very hilly race. Um, but but literally, mile to mile, from from one to the next and the next, there's bands out there. You're going through these little neighborhoods. There's good fan support. Um, you finish up in the UGA Stadium, which despite the fact that I'm not at all a fan of the University of Georgia Bulldogs, if you're running a race in Athens, it should include the University of Georgia and, and specifically perhaps even the, the, the Bulldog Stadium, yeah. right? Um, and so the you, epicenter of that economy. Yeah, and so, so, so you, you run through campus, you run through the neighborhoods, you, you, you see townies, you see students. Um, it's a great race, um, and it's very well done. And I finished third overall there, and they gave me a jar of pickles. I've never I've never won a jar of pickles before um, or since uh, that, that I did at the Ath Half, uh, which I never ate, by the way, because I just felt like, you know, it's kind of this cool trophy. Um, yeah, you've done the Ath Half. What do you think of it? Yeah, I just did it a few weeks ago, and I did not go to UGA. Um, my only experience with UGA is my brother went there, so I would visit it a few times. But to your point, it felt like Athens. You were running around right. the kind of main roads of Athens. You're running in, in these neighborhoods that felt like Athens. And they had bands all throughout the course that were playing R.E.M. Right, playing Athens music. Right. I mean, it yeah. was playing, it, it was not a stereo pumping out, you know, pop music. It was, you know, live bands, which, you know, Athens has a great music scene. 
And so I thought it was just a fantastic race. It's not the place to go if you're looking to PR, as you mentioned, with the hills. But it was definitely one of my favorite races. Although you did PR there. (laughs) I did indeed. So right on. Uh, Very good. I mean, you know, this on this theme of of feeling like places, you know, I I did a race a few weeks ago um, in Tulsa. Tulsa, Oklahoma, right? Mm-hmm. Um, called the Tulsa Run 15K. And it's like the Peachtree Road race of Tulsa, Oklahoma. Okay. Um, and it's not nearly the size, obviously, but but it's clearly like this major civic mm-hmm. event. Um, and they closed down the roads, and, and we ran all over the city of Tulsa. And it felt like Tulsa, Oklahoma. It yeah. didn't feel like I was going out for a run in any other place. It felt like I was going out for a run in Tulsa. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I really think that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's that's something that, that I think is, is super important when I'm judging the quality um, and the experience of a race. Um, yeah, I mentioned crowd, crowd support. I, I also think it's important for a race to be well-organized, frankly. I mean, yeah. that, that's, that's something on which I'm judging them. And I, I, think it's, um, I think it's cool if the race has some sort of lore about it, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, like, like the Peachtree Road Race, which you mentioned, you know, there's Heartbreak Hill and Artbreak Hill, you know, and, and there's, there's always that guy out there from, in front of the Catholic Church who's throwing out the holy water, you know? Yeah. I mean, there, there's, there, there's lore around it, you know, and there, there's things that you come to expect. Um, and I, I always think that's very cool, too. Um, let, let's also be honest. Um, like any race that I tell you is my favorite race, it's at least in part because I have I've had a good race there. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, when we were talking about some of our favorites, I'm like, I'm like the Chicago Marathon is that one of my favorites? I don't know. Yeah, it's a great race, but I really didn't run all that well yeah, there. Different circumstances, yeah. <laughs> right. Um. So. So yeah. So um, speaking of crowd sport, I actually have a story from the Athaf. I I think I need to share. With yeah, you. yeah. Tell us. So I was running with a guy, and we were in the lead pack who, uh. Is it? I think he was a senior at UGA this past spring. Yeah. Okay. And he goes, "Hey man, we're coming up on sorority row. We're about to see a lot of very cute girls here cheering for us." So I said, "Look, here's the deal. I'm already taken. I'm already engaged. <laughs> Why don't you get a few steps ahead of me? I'll let you take the lead and do the high fives and all that jazz. But you got to let me catch up, all right? Without surging four minute miles. So that's what we did, and it was." I, so we did that. He did the whole high fiver thing. I hung it back about ten yards. That was very so. chivalrous of you. And then I caught up. He goes, "Dude, thanks, man. I appreciate that." <laughs> <laughs> so see, runners, we're all about community. We're all that's about right, helping each right, other that's out. That's right. That's right. Well, you had said that because he went to. I thought it was funny. You said that he because he went to the University of Georgia. People were constantly cheering for him, and nobody's cheering for you. <laughs> oh, that happened too. It was hilarious. It was everyone would be like, "Woo, go, John, go." Got Other guy with John. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go ITL. All right. Yeah. yeah. Go. yeah. Um, uh, right on. Yeah. And the other great thing about Athens is so my fiance actually went to UGA. So mm-hmm. that was part of the reason I signed up for this race. So we could make a weekend of it. That's Go cool. back, walk around UGA. She could take me all the, all her old stomping grounds. Mm-hmm. So it ended up being a lot of fun. Right on. So, all right. So, race number three for the Atlanta area for me is the Emory All Comers Meet. Um, it's a bit different than like the road races we usually talk about here. Oh, we for sure. Think of when we think about great races, but it is definitely one of my favorite um, races to run in the Atlanta area. So for those of you who don't know, the Atlanta Track Club hosts um, all comers meets, generally at, at Emory University's track, and um, I believe they're free to ATC members. And the best part about them is you don't have to register beforehand. Mm-hmm. You can show up, sign your name, sign the waiver. And jump into any race you want. You could run every single event they yeah. have that night. 100, 200, Yeah, you could do the shot put and then do the 5,000 meters. Exactly. And I love it because, A, it's always on a Tuesday night after work. So no one is taking it super seriously. It's very much a communal event where you're just 
you walk up to the starting line and you look around you and you say, Hey, George, I know you, what are you trying to do? All right. You know, let's, mm-hmm. let's work together on this. If we're running similar times. Right. Um, and it's, it's, it always takes me back to those old like high school meets where you're running around the track, you're gunning for a PR, um, and just kind of the communal spirit you have with the other runners, because when you're running around a track, you can see each other, you have different heats. So maybe I'm running one heat and then I can watch your heat and cheer for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it does allow you to pra- still practice racing, right? So a marathon is something you can only do once every six months or so. But these track races, you can get in two or three races in a night if you wanted to mm-hmm. and do them several weeks in a row. Yeah. You obviously don't want to do that if you're in the middle of a marathon build or an Ironman build. However, it's a great way to get in good reps and really practice the art of racing. Yeah, um, yeah, right and Not on. to mention the fact that it's just fun to race. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and it, and it's it's the sort of race too that I mean, how often do you get the opportunity to race a five k on the track? Right. Um. You know, and 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 some people would be like, "Oh my god, that sounds terrible." It's actually, I mean, you know, I, I've raced I've raced more five k's on the track than I've raced five k's in any other single place. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, and so so I I I um I hearken back to you know my college days when I, when I when I get to do a five k on the track. It's a lot of fun. I you know you you and I or I I did one of those this past spring for the first time in a few years. Um, and you came and cheered, which I appreciated. Um, and but it was cool. I thought because there was a bunch of other people that you and I know and that we coach and that come to our Tuesday morning track workouts and stuff like that that also ran the race. And so we got to see them before the race and be around them before the race and during warm stuff. But then I actually got to see them during the race, mm-hmm. which is not something normally during a 5K that I get to do. Like usually if, if, if there's more than, say, a minute difference between you and another runner, you're not going to really see them all that much during a 5K. Right. You know, whereas, whereas there are people who, who um, I, I normally wouldn't see during a 5K that I got to see several times. Um, and that was cool. And it, that give, gave me a boost. Um, I really like seeing th- those folks and, and it felt more like I was sharing the course with them than it would if we were just running the local 5k around the neighborhood together. Um, I thought that was cool. And to that point too, it was a much better cheering experience. I could see you yeah. every quarter yeah. and I can keep up with your splits and kind of know how you're doing more yeah. so than just, Oh, you look good. <laughs> um, you know, when I, you know, most road races, you see them once, maybe twice. I got right. to see you guys throughout the whole race yeah yeah and it was super cool yeah and which i appreciated um at one point i did have to uh, hop on to get on the case of no, one of the other itl coaches because i kept running past him and he wasn't saying anything it's like what's wrong with you <laughs> um, you have all these opportunities to cheer for you gotta start saying something dude um but very good yeah I, that, that's definitely a different sort of race mm-hmm. um for, for you to choose as one of your favorite local races but i agree i think it's i think it's neat i think it's great that we have that opportunity mm-hmm. um very good um you know I was tempted, so I'll tell you about my last one. I was tempted to choose one of the, all the great trail races that we have. Um, you know, I did a trail race just last weekend at, at Cochrane Mill, which was a new place for me. Um, that was put on by Peak Events, and it was a great race, super well organized. Um, you know, I think that when it comes to trail races, a lot of times, and ultra races, a lot of times um, there's an ethic of, of, well, we don't have to be all that well organized. Um, and Peak Events put on this race that was super well organized. Um, Mountain Goat Adventures. Um, puts on really great trail races around here and they're super well organized as well and and you get to be in some great venues and 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 see a lot of neat places and so i've done some of those races too that i really enjoy as well Uh, but my last local race i'm actually going to stretch what we mean by local and i'm Mm going to call it a regional race um is actually a lake logan half ironman Um, that takes place around Asheville. um and 
it's all the same things we've already talked about. It's a super hilly bike ride because you're in Asheville, North Carolina, um, which uh, Lance Armstrong once described as the best uh, best place to train in the United States on a bike. Um, and so it's it's this super hilly bike ride. It's this fast and beautiful run. It's a it's a cold lake swim. It's in August. It's right around the first week of August. Um, but the water's so cold from the uh, the the runoff from the mountains that that it's actually a wetsuit swim. Um, and, uh, and not coincidentally, I had probably my best ever triathlon race there. So <laughs> back in 2014, um, but yeah, a beautiful race, a well-organized race. Um, and it attracts a lot of triathletes, uh, from the Southeast region who are going to be doing Ironman Chattanooga or going to be doing Kona. Um, and they're doing it like, or, or Ironman Louisville that are doing it like as a tune-up race. Um, to, to get ready for, for, for one of those Ironmans over the course of the next couple of, uh, next couple of months. So yeah, it's a great one. You actually, now I just thought of this as I said it, you actually had a not so great experience at Lake Logan, didn't you? Correct. <laughs> so you would not list as one of your favorites. You were on a relay and it just didn't really work out. And isn't that right? Yeah, I was on a relay. So it was a triathlon relay. So we had a swimmer, we had a biker, and then I was the runner and our biker blew a tire mm-hmm. when he was out biking and so mm-hmm. it was like i was just standing at the start line for hours mm-hmm. and i didn't start the race till like one or two o'clock in the afternoon on in an august afternoon mm-hmm. oh yeah so needless to say it was uh warmed up a little bit yeah. yeah but i would actually agree with you and that is a phenomenal race especially for triathletes yeah i'm not sure i would recommend the relay for that very reason that yeah. once your biker goes off you just don't know when they're coming back right um because it's not like we had robust tracking if i remember right where you knew yeah. right they're coming they're coming right um but yeah, it was phenomenal. It was a phenomenal race for people who did the individual yeah. triathlon. Western North Carolina is great, um, and you know there's a lot of Beautiful really good setting. Yeah, there's a lot of great bike rides around Western North Carolina, and and th- this kind of drew on that. I mean, one of my favorite all-time centuries is called the 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 Blue Ridge Breakaway, mm-hmm. um, and and it's it's around there, and it's just gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fantastic. Um, but you know, there's the Hot Dog at 100, and uh, the Hilly Hellacious Hundred, and you know several other kind of summertime bike rides that are in the, in that part of the world. They're just fantastic. Um, um, and then there's, you know, there's the salt on Mount Mitchell. There's the, the blood, sweat and gears. I mean, there's just all these kind of really storied blood, sweat and gears. That's a great, you know, it, man. Um, there's also a race across America team by the name of blood, sweat and gears. Um, but, uh, but there's, there's all these really, really storied and well-known and fantastic races around there. You know, I did, I did a relay, the Blue Ridge relay, um, just this, a uh, couple months ago in September, um, uh, as part of a six man team. And that was great. Um, so yeah, Western North Carolina, like I said, I'm stretching it a little bit to say that those are local races. Um, but, but those are kind of in our backyard here, um, in the Metro Atlanta area. And there's some, some really great races up there. We'll just say you transitioned us nicely into our next All right, topic. There you that go. is our favorite races outside of Atlanta mm-hmm. or the Atlanta area. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So I'll, I'll go and get us start off and I'll say, my favorite race outside of Atlanta is definitely the Cameron 5K right. and, and Magnum Mile. So those of, you, those of you who are longtime listeners to this podcast and have listened to a lot of the episodes, you probably know, um, or you've probably heard this story already, especially if you listened to the Brandon Hudgens podcast a few weeks ago or a few months ago. Um, the Cameron 5K and Magnum Mile are held in Chattanooga, usually the last week, the last Saturday in August, uh, you know, in memory of Cameron Bean, who was... Um, uh, struck by a car and killed in 2015. Uh, he was a professional runner with, um, or he was a professional runner from the Chattanooga area, and so it's it's a race that we run in Chattanooga, um, kind of in memory of him. So there's a, a 5K in the morning, 
and then the top 25 finishers actually qualify for a mile at night, which is run around downtown Chattanooga. And I love the race for several reasons. One, socially, I get to see you know other people who knew Cameron, who were his friends, training partners, etc. His family. His family. That's the most important thing for me, just having known his family all through college. Um, and then the mile itself is one of the most fun races I run every year. Mm-hmm. I mean, social and emotional aspects aside, it is so much fun to be able to run a race. It should also I should also point out the the mile is run in the middle of a crit race, or they mm-hmm. they have a bunch of crit races, and mm-hmm. then they throw us on crit bike races, crit bike races in between heats. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty cool because the, the cycling community comes out and watches, the running community comes out and watches, and then we just run it a mile as fast as we can around like two blocks in Chattanooga. Mm-hmm. So it's a phenomenal race. Kind of like the the all comers meets. Since it's such a short race, spectators can see us almost from beginning to end, because it's like I said, it's just two blocks. You can see us coming both ways. I highly recommend anybody who's you know looking for a fun race and eventful race. I highly recommend it. Um, I can't speak highly enough about it. And it's just fun to be able to run a mile instead of your usual half marathon marathon distance. Yeah, right on. Um, I uh, I ran the the Cameron 5K this year for the first time, and and I'd wanted to, and it fit into my schedule this year, and I went up there and did it. Uh, it's a neat race. I qualified for the Magnum Mile, but didn't do it because I'm old and broken down, and the idea of running two races in a day just didn't really work for me. Which the is aging bad. rocket, if you so, will. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, so that 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 just wasn't going to work for me. But but um, the thing that actually sort of blew me away about it was that for a race that size, it's not a big race. No. Yeah. For a race that size, you're not going to find any other place where people run that fast. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, it was it was kind of incredible. Like, like, so you and I finished, what, 15th and 16th, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we ran times that would easily win most other races of that size. There's only a couple hundred people in the race, really. Um, a few hundred people in the race. Um, so, yeah, to, to be able to find a... a what a, a race that was almost like a local 5k in size that had people you know had five or six people running under 15 minutes um and and uh, about another 10 people running under 16 minutes so it had five people run under 15 for the 5k mm-hmm. and then if you did if you ran a 16 flat you'd have finished 13th yeah there you go which 16 flat would be a winning time in 99% of road races, 5k road races in the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, so pretty incredible. Um, that, that was one of the most fun things about it to me. And the fact that it was an out and back course is you could actually see those people that were, you know, running so fast and so far ahead of you coming back in the opposite direction afterwards. Um, so yeah, very cool. Yeah. And the reason being is because obviously Cameron was a professional runner. And right. so the people that are going to run in memory of him are other professional runners. And right. so right. it was a, let's just say a very top heavy race. Right. Right. And I always joke and they, with people. And they could run even faster than that, by the way. <laughs> yeah. I always joke with people. It was funny because you can see like, oh, here are all the people that ran with Cameron professionally. Oh, here are all the people that ran with Cameron in college, like me. <laughs> oh, here are all the people that ran with Cameron in high school. <laughs> <laughs> just the, the the varying waves there oh here's all karen friends who don't run oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah, very cool. all right right very cool very cool um all right so so my my first big favorite race overall or outside of the south um is, is no surprise to anybody listens this is the new york city marathon mm-hmm. um and and it checks all the boxes i mean it's obviously very well organized the crowd support is mind-blowing 
Um, yeah. Like there were there were places in Brooklyn in the first half where um, where we would not be out of earshot of one band and we would already come into earshot of another band. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just incredible that way. The signs that people were holding up were hilarious and so unique and so New York. Um, it felt like you were in New York. I mean, it really you know more than anything else. You start in Staten Island. Um, you you uh, run through Brooklyn, you run into Manhattan over the Queensboro Bridge, you run up into the Bronx, and then you finish back in Manhattan again. It's it's giant. Celebrities are all running it. I mean, it's just you know, it's just so New York. Um, and uh, and like I said, I had a good race there, and so you know, <laughs> and, and my family had a really good trip there too. I mean, that that has a lot to do with it as well. My sons were only two years old at the time, and they they had a blast. Um, and I think that plays into it. It's not just about the race itself, but the experience of the race, yeah. the weekend of the race, right? Yeah, for People sure. People don't go to the Kentucky Derby just to watch the race. They go for the entire experience of the whole weekend. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's the same for a lot of these marathons and, and destination races. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, yeah, um, you know, it's it's uh, it's no surprise to anybody, like I said, and certainly not a surprise to me. The very, one of the very first things that comes to is, is yeah, the New York City Marathon. Um, I was talking to Josh Glass recently. I went to see him in his office, and um, – and he said, uh, would you want to run the New York City Marathon again? And I, I, I said, no, I actually, I don't think I would. Maybe in several years from now. And that's not just because there's other races I want to run. And, and there are other races I want to run, and that matters. But, um, but also because I had such a good experience there and enjoyed it so much, and it was such a great race, that I worry that if I go back again and it's not just totally awesome, it will actually taint my memories of the first time I went through it. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I, I, I loved it, and I thought it was a fantastic race, and I do not hesitate at all to recommend it for runners of all shapes and sizes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You haven't done it, have you? I have not, no. Well, you need to get on it, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, which, that's which a one preview of our upcoming category <laughs> races on my bucket list all right what's your uh what's your next what's your first uh one? my kind of second and final favorite race outside of atlanta is the boston marathon this is no surprise to anybody yeah. who knows me or <laughs> yeah. um yeah. listen to the podcast it was the race that brought me back to running um i kind of had retired from running so to speak you know, after college, I was like, that's it, I'm done. I threw away my running shoes. Really, I actually gave away all my running stuff. Like, there's a reason you never see me wearing, like, a Sanford cross-country hoodie yeah. or anything because I really gave it all away. I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm done. And then the bombing happened, and I was like, okay, I have to run the next one. Because right. I knew people that were at that finish line. I knew people that had run that race. And I just fell in love with it in 2014. Just the spirit of the race, the spirit of the city, um, the camaraderie you feel with the other people at the starting line. And really all weekend, you just meet people. All weekend, I just talk to people on the subway or on the train or on the sidewalk. You just turn to them and say, you're clearly here for the race. Right. Tell me how you got here. And you talk to somebody from Iceland or you talk yeah. to somebody from Greece. You talk to somebody from California. And everybody seems to have an interesting journey. And the race itself the, the is so well um, supported. I mean, you're, you're, you have supporters cheering from you, for you from athletes village all the way through the finish line Mm -hmm. like to the point where it's almost like you're in a rock concert for you know two three four hours however long you're running yeah um to the point where you almost don't even notice it at the end because you've just had this deafening cheering Mm -hmm. for hours and hours new york is that way too and it's it it really just it's the race that brought me back to running it's the race i've never heard anybody complain about the race itself or the support or kind of the, the atmosphere i highly recommend it to anybody who's never done it before to, to do it. It's worth it. For those of you who are putting in, you know, years of training to try to, to finally get that Boston qualifying um, goal, 
it's worth it. It's worth the wait. It's worth the work. It's worth the anticipation. So that would definitely be, you know, my favorite race outside of Atlanta. Right on, right on. Uh, good choice, obviously. But yeah, like you said, no surprise to anybody who listens to the podcast. Um, so I thought about, like I said, I, I considered saying Chicago because Chicago really was a good race, and yeah. and we had such a good good time around Chicago when we went there. But the fact that I didn't have a good race there, bless you, makes me think twice about whether I would make Chicago like I, where I would put in one of my favorite races overall. Um, Somebody recently asked me, I, I have a friend who ran Chicago this past year and had a, had a rough experience there. And I told her, I was like, all right, in a few years, you and I are going to go back to Chicago. Yeah. So, so there is kind of an unfinished business there in Chicago. Um, I talked on our Kona preview about how I felt like I had some unfinished business in Kona. And so, so I went back to Kona in 2014. And Kona definitely checks all the boxes for being one of my favorite races as well. Um, you know, it, it, uh, it has decent crowd support, at least in some place. But you know, it's it's an it's a 140.6 mile race. It's hard to get people over every inch of it. Um, it it's it's well organized. There's definitely a lot of lore about it. Um, at least as much lore as you can have in the triathlon community, because triathlon, in the grand scheme of things, is still a fairly new sport. Um, but you know, as far as like the Queen K Highway and the turnaround at Javi and Digme Beach and uh, the Energy Lab and all that stuff, um, there is some lore around it as well. Um, uh, but I decided to just go off in a completely different direction and say that, that one of my other favorite races that, that's uh, not in the Atlanta area is uh, the Star Wars 10K and Half Marathon in, in Orlando. Once again, not a shock to anybody who knows you or listens to this podcast. <laughs> I was trying to be shocking about it, but yeah, that I get. Is phenomenal. How <laughs> but... did I not pick up on this? How did I not guess that one? Yeah. Well, I figured you would appreciate it. So, so yeah, yeah, not not really a big surprise anybody knows about my Star Wars fandom. As as I look over Patrick's shoulder to my bookshelf, where there are currently about a dozen Star Wars books that I've read over the course of the past year here. But, um, but uh, but yeah. So just a few years ago, um, uh, when Disney obtained the the rights to star wars um they folded in a star wars race into to their run disney offerings right um now a couple years ago on this podcast i actually had my wife the travel agent the owner of blue pineapple travel um come and talk to us about run disney and we actually talked about the star wars race um because she and i actually ran the inaugural star wars race which was back in um 2015 uh 2016 um, we actually did the inaugural race. Now, I wasn't able to run it that year. Um, and then I went back and did it again in 2017 and was able to run it and did the 10K. I've signed up now for 2019 to do the half marathon, um, and I'm looking forward to that. Um, Disney loves a theme. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and when you give them a theme like this one, they can really, really run with it. You know, like the Disney Marathon and Disney Half Marathon, that's a little bit too broad, right? And so it can sometimes feel a little bit like over, like not overwhelming, but like it's like, okay, oh, we're princesses, but we're also bad guys and we're dragons and we're like, you know, dwarves and all these different things. Or what things. kind of princess? Right, yeah. yeah. Whereas Star Wars, it's, it's, it's big enough, but it's also limited enough to where, to where it's just, they really kind of run with that theme. And then, of course, you get all these Star Wars fanatics, myself included, um, who go down there and, and they dress for the race and they have uh, particular costumes they use for the race and everything else like that. And and the finishing medals are, are TIE Fighters and Millennium Falcons. Is that how you would say plural of Millennium Falcons? Yeah, it would be Millennium Falcons, not Millennia Falcon. Right. That sounds right. Yeah. yeah okay, Millennium Falcons um, and, and Stormtroopers and just all sorts of things like that. Um, so 
yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to actually add that one. Now, the, the one caveat I would say before I would recommend this race to anybody, you have to like Star Wars. <laughs> I'm going to add that. You have to love Star Wars. <laughs> so, Casey, she, so the first year that we did it back in 2016, I did the 10K, I, I, and Casey did the half marathon. Um, and Casey was running at one point, and they started going up this hill. Um, and this is early in the race, and and you can imagine they're playing Star Wars music throughout the whole race, as well they should be. Um, like every speaker, which is remotely in earshot of the course, has Star Wars music coming out of it. And so about two or three miles into the race, early on into this half marathon, Casey's passing this guy, and kind of to nobody except himself, he says, that's about enough Star Wars music, and he puts on his own headphones so he can listen to his own soundtrack. It's like enough Star Wars music. What's wrong with you, man? Right. <laughs> Where do you think you are? <laughs> I just signed for this race, <laughs> right? There's a half marathon in every other weekend of the year. Why would you sign up for the uh, the, the Star Wars half marathon at Disney World? Yeah, um, but I'm looking forward to doing it in uh, in 2019 once again. So, sticking to my rule of doing different races, I'm going back to the same race weekend, but rather than doing the 10K, I'm doing the half marathon. And so that should be fun. I'm excited about that. Right on. And I'll add to that too. You know, even if you're not a Star Wars fan, there's so many Atlanta Track Club in particular puts on so many great theme races around the Atlanta area. There's yeah. the Braves 5K, the Hawks, the Falcons, the College Football Hall of Fame. Where and, and I gotta say I like to use those races to bring in a lot of my friends who aren't necessarily runners. Right. And kind of circling like, back around to what you talked about with the Monday night brewery tonight. Right. Run. Where it's like, yeah. hey, I don't I'm not really into this. I'm not gonna do a half marathon. I you know, maybe if it's a friend that does a mile on the treadmill at few days a week they're not going to do something that requires a real training plan but they'll say you know what but i like football so let's do the college football 5k in january right where they'll push it to a 5k to get a chance to go to the hall of fame and mm-hmm. kind of have that atmosphere around them so yeah even for us serious runners i think those races are good to kind of back off and take a chill pill so to speak yeah. and say and find a theme that you enjoy whether it be star wars college football whatever it is um a brewery mm-hmm. and just enjoy it yeah and, and kind of expand your network and expand the the reason that you that you run right on so with that in mind what are the races that are on your radar that you would like to do so i would say that the number one race for me is definitely the new york city marathon right on i've done chicago i've done boston mm-hmm. um but new york is definitely the the big one on the bucket list i need to hit right on yeah, good choice. <laughs> and I got to say, the, the reason I would love New York, too, over, over Chicago is, and this is something we've talked about before, you get a chance to actually train in cool weather yeah. here in the South. I you're not, know. You're not tapering in mid-September or late September just when the, I the, have, the runs yeah. are in 87 degrees. Well, and, and, and then this year, it took a couple extra weeks to get to fall, mm-hmm. and so Chicago marathoners never had any cool weather. Right. Yeah, they just they never had it here in the south. Yeah. No, I've told you, I'm I'm through with October marathons, man. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, just cause just got to get some cool weather here. Um, my uh my my biggest bucket list race. And by the way, I don't like the the term bucket list. Uh, I should probably say that. Um, for one thing, because I think that that too many people are oh I have a bucket list and there's like a thousand things on their bucket list you know there's a book on the shelf in this room called a thousand places to see before you die is anybody really going to go to a thousand different places around the world before they die of course not you know and so i think they do tend to need to be realistic i think they need to be individual i think they need to be living not static you know so 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 you know a year from now if you asked me again even if i hadn't done the races on my so-called bucket list i i i uh 
I might have different light races, but the as I was thinking about this, the one race that I've come back to that I've wanted to do since I was in college, um, and and that I may one day do, even though it's definitely not on my radar for the next five years or more, uh, is the Comrades Marathon in South Africa. Mm-hmm. Um, and for those of y'all who don't know, the Comrades Marathon, it's a 57-mile race, 56, 57-mile race, and it goes back and forth between uh, Durban, South Africa, and Peter Maritzburg, South Africa. Um, and Durban is right on the coast. It's one of the larger cities on the eastern side of South Africa, and Peter Maritzburg is about 57 miles interior to that. Um, for those of you who are history buffs, um, Gandhi, uh, Mohandas Gandhi, he developed his ideas about nonviolent protest while living in Durban. Uh, he lived there for about 20 years. Um, and then he moved back to India where he was from and he actually the, uh, applied it there. Uh, very famously, he was thrown off of a train because he booked a first class ticket and as somebody of Indian descent, he was only supposed to be in third class. Um, he booked a first then and, and he refused to move and they threw him off the train. He was on a train from Durban to, I think Pretoria, but they threw him off at Peter Maritzburg. Um, and so, so it kind of like that route, if you will, Durban to Peter Maritzburg um, has, mm-hmm. has uh, some, some significance as well, but they alternate years. One year they'll run the up direction. They'll run, up from Durban to Peter Maritzburg. The following year, they run the down direction. So maybe I say that you know it's on my list to do. Maybe it needs to be on my list to do twice. <laughs> <laughs> run it once in each direction. Uh, but no, I, I I went to South Africa way back in 2004, um, and even before that, I I was uh, I was into the Comrades Marathon and, and and was fascinated by it. And then we actually drove from Durban to Peter Maritzburg and saw a, lo- a lot of the course and saw a lot of the. There's this big wall that you pass right on halfway that has all the winners' names on it and stuff. Um, and I've been dying to do it ever since then. Um, and so yeah, that that is definitely on the list. I want to do that someday. Yeah. All right, that's that's as good as any. Yeah, yeah, I like to think so. Um, so, um, you want to do one more? Yeah, we can add one more. Let's do Why some not? quick. Let's do some quick honorable mentions. How's that? Because there we because, go. because because the the world is too big to just have one race on your radar. Mm-hmm. So. All right, so I guess my quick uh, honorable mention would be the MCM Marathon, Marine Corps, Marine Corps Marathon. Right. Yep, in Washington D.C. It does kind of break the rule of no more October marathons, but it's like the last <laughs> weekend of October. So um, it's it's usually a, a great race, great atmosphere. Um, we had a lot of runners do it this past weekend, and I've never heard anybody have a bad thing to say about yeah. it. And I've me, done that one too. For me personally, uh, I spent some time in D.C. for for a while, and so I like to run in races in places where I've lived or been or have yeah. a real connection to. Yeah. Um, and, and Washington, D.C. is definitely one – city that i know well that i enjoy and so it would be it would be very fitting to actually run a marathon there right on yeah i ran that way back in 1996 Mm -hmm. and i I literally jumped in it and to my dismay it is still my marathon pr today even though i was just kind of jogging through it um because i was you know fitter and younger at that point um but uh but but yeah it's a great race and it definitely checks all those boxes too Mm -hmm. um uh i mean it's a race that i mean you literally do a lap around the capitol um you 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 run up and down capitol hill um, the course has changed since 1996 when I did it, but it's still a great race. Uh, super well supported, super well organized. Um, all these Marines are out there handing out the water and stuff. So yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it feels like DC. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. very much, very much. It's a cool race. Um, likewise, a- another DC race that's kind of on my radar is the JFK 50, 
which is the oldest and largest ultramarathon in the United States. Um, and it takes place the weekend before Thanksgiving every year. Um, and uh, that's that's been on my radar for also a really, really, really long time. If you made me choose between Comrades and JFK, that's an easy choice. I would definitely choose Comrades. But uh, but JFK 50, I, I, I think I'm probably going to do that one sooner rather than later. Um, I, I am halfway thinking about it for 2019, um, but we'll see what shapes up. Yeah, yeah. Other honorable mentions for you? Uh, not that I can think of. I would like to do the London Marathon. You want to do the London Marathon with me sometime? Yes. Oh, uh, well, if we're going international, I guess, I would say Berlin. <laughs> uh, Berlin. I say yeah. I, I would like to do Berlin as well. Like all the world marathon majors, Berlin, Tokyo, yeah, the, the, those all definitely, uh, so. And, and in Jap- like the Tokyo Marathon would be up there because as we've talked about before, the Japanese running culture is just fascinating. Yeah, that would be cool. So it'd be interesting to, to kind of go there and see what it's like. Yeah, right on. What about, um, um. Well, I was there's I I'm not doing Ironmans anymore. I I Ironman Lanzarote in uh in in the Canary Islands was always kind of on my radar back when I was doing Ironmans, uh, the super hilly course and all that sort of thing. Uh, but what about uh what about like the Western States 100? Do you have any ever any desire to try that one day? What do you think? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> but bucket lists are living documents, so yeah, you know, come back to me when you're 44 exactly years right. old, and we might see. So, so yeah, I'm I'm interested in Western states because of the lore and the history and all that mm-hmm. sort of thing. And so, um, but yeah, I did think it was interesting as I was listing these out. All of them are long races, and comrades, JFK, Western states, those are all ultra marathons, and I've never done an ultra marathon, but yet that world just very is very alluring to me. Interesting. Yeah, right, right. Um, all right, folks, I think that's going to wrap us up. But by all means, write to us uh, and reach out to us on our Facebook page. Let us know what uh, your favorite races are, are and uh, what races are on your radar. Uh, thanks, Patrick. Thank you, George. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time. that'll do it for another edition of the most pleasant exhaustion podcast thanks for listening everybody don't forget you can reach out to our sponsors itl coaching and performance on twitter at itl coaching on facebook facebook.com slash itl coaching and performance and online itlcoaching.com. you can also reach out to our sponsor blue pineapple travel you can find them at bluepineappletravel.com on instagram at instagram slash blue pineapple travel and on facebook facebook.com slash blue pineapple travel On behalf of Patrick Ollinger, this is George Darden. We appreciate you tuning in to the Most Pleasant Exhaustion Podcast.